this. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. I want to start with Joe Burrow when you went back and you watched the game again. I think a lot of people on ESPN, Fox this morning, all the sports shows, they are pretty much saying, hey, the Cincinnati Bengals are back. I felt like we got a little version of that after the Cardinals game. But when you play an opponent like the 49ers on the road, they're coming off two losses in a row for Joe Burrow to not only look mobile, some of his throws made me nervous. And uh, there was one to Tyler Boyd with two defenders on him and Joe got it right to him. There's a lot of things that really stand out what they were able to do. All the first downs, the complete and 28 of 32 was absolutely insane. Just with how the start of the season has really gone. What were your takeaways from watching it again? Yeah. I mean, so one thing that we have hit kind of ad nauseum, I feel like <coughs> is this offense goes as Joe Burrow goes, right? Like it's not, and that's not an indictment on the scheme or anything like that. And you could you could also see it with the Chiefs this week, huh? Well, they didn't do very well against the Broncos. Uh, and you saw it with the 49ers. I mean, Purdy had some moments that were good, but the bad threw them out of the game, basically. Uh, <coughs> just in the NFL. I do think the 49ers, out of all teams, they're the one that if Purdy has a bad game, they could probably find a way to make it work. But we can get into why that didn't happen in this game later. Um, Offense in the NFL goes as the quarterback goes. And for the Bengals, their quarterback is now, I think he played an MVP level in this game. I I mean, not to say that an MVP level is uh, one game's worth, but I'm saying in this game, if he played this game the entire year, he'd be an MVP, like maybe the MVP. And uh, that's awesome. And, then you see the results of that. They, the Bengals, if Irv Smith doesn't fumble and they don't miss a field goal, they boat race the 49ers in this game. And they already won by two scores. They would have scored over 40 points against this defense while holding them to 17 points. Now, I mean, that's assuming there's no butterfly effect with all of that. But still, uh, yeah, Burr was awesome. I think that you know he's fully back on one thing I talked about which was he kept leaving some outside throws to the inside. Didn't do that at all this week. They were all perfect. I I mean, the only mistake I remember from Burrow was early in the game, he throws a ball that actually almost got picked by the 49ers. Mm -hmm. uh, And that was on a second and 10. Then third and 10 was the uh, escape three guys and extend the play to T Higgins for a first down play so uh yeah i think burrow was awesome i think he was incredible the other part that makes me think he's fully back was all the running and especially when he checked a quarterback draw i think that's the moment of just like yeah he he feels like he's fully back like he's not just running because he's under pressure or because it's a great situation although that was a good situation to run in somewhat i think he thought it was gonna be a better situation than it was but when you're able to call your own number like that he wasn't able to do that against Tennessee or even against Seattle and Arizona. He wasn't able to call his own number so much. There were a couple scrambles against Arizona, but they didn't really look like this. I mean, you could see a little bit of that mobility back, but in this game, man, he looked athletic, athletic and mobile. Running for the first downs, like the third down one was absolutely insane and just a great idea by Joe Burrow. And it's just, 
I think a lot of people, they keep forgetting, yes, Joe Burrow is a mobile guy. He can move around when he's healthy, and we were able to finally see that. And, and honestly, when I watched that game versus the 49ers, I think back about the Baltimore Ravens game a lot because I know Joe wasn't perfect, but a little bit, you know, it felt like that second half versus Baltimore, he was slowly coming back before the tweak. And imagine if Joe would have been able to be mobile in that game. And, and at least one of these AFC North games, the first one, it was just a disaster from the beginning. But the Ravens game is the one that I always think about where it's like, ah, they had a shot to win that game. Um, and if they had this version of Joe Burrow, a healthy version, that game would have probably looked a little bit different. But uh, overall, no, it's exciting to see because it's, it's against a top team in the NFC. Um, you know, it's easy to go back to the Arizona Cardinals game when I said it did feel like he was back there. It was really connecting with Jamar Chase, uh, getting Yoshi involved. But this game against a very tough opponent at home where they have a lot of success, they're looking to snap their losing streak. The Bengals were on a 2-0 run. I know they're coming on the bye and it was a short week for the Niners, but that's a tough defense. And I know Nick Bosa, there's been some criticism over the last few weeks that, you know, Ali got the bag and he's not performing well. It's still Nick Bosa on the D line and they still have a lot of pressure. And I, I just want to give credit to the offensive line. I really felt like they, they stepped up in that situation. Absolutely. <clears throat> still pending a film review, but based off of watching the broadcast again, I think the offensive line did well. They did enough. They did a good job in the running game. And I think they did a pretty good job in the passing game too. I think Nick Bosa, I mean, the sacks aren't there, but this feels like Trey Hendrickson last year. Or Trey Hendrickson wasn't getting the sacks last year, but he was affecting the game. He was affecting the quarterback. He was able to get pressure. He's getting pressure. He's hitting the quarterback a little bit. He had two quarterback hits by Pro Football References charting. Um, I think the Bengals did a good job of, even if he was getting pressure, they made it so it wasn't as devastating where I think those quarterback hits are kind of devastating pressures. Uh, think only two of those, that's fine. You can live with that. Uh, you don't want to live with like six quarterback hits, even if a guy doesn't get a sack. Like that starts affecting the game. Thought he was good. And he forced the one sack basically by getting around Orlando Brown, pressure on Burrow. He has to step up. And then Kappa was trying to wash this guy inside, loses him a little bit, and Burrow ends up running into him. So – he had an effect on this game and uh, he's a really good player. So I'm not going to discredit anything yeah. he did. And the Bengals also treated him like a good player too. They, they were chipping him quite a bit. They put him on an Island sometimes with Orlando and I can't remember if they did with Jonah or not, but they definitely did with Orlando a couple times and Orlando did enough. I think that's all you can really ask for against these Nick Bosa types. The nice thing for them is, you know, Buffalo doesn't have one of these types. Uh, they've got some good players, but they don't have a Nick Bosa. They don't have a Micah Parsons, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt type guy. They've got good players instead. And that's something you can look forward to. What they play the Texans after that, who I don't think have a guy like that. They play the Ravens after that, who also don't have a guy like that. So despite the NFL being such a pass rusher league, the next three games, while they're against good teams, at least two very good teams, and the Texans are feisty. Uh, they won't have to face the the Nick Bosa's of the world for the next couple of games, so that's nice. What do you think Joe Burrow said to Nick Bosa? Um, I have no idea, but I think they're like kind of friends, so it was probably mm -hmm. just jokingly talking smack to each other. 
Yeah, I can't. There's a mic'd up version coming out on NFL Films tomorrow night, and I'm really looking forward to it with Nick Bosa and Joe Burrell. So it should be might just be good. something like uh, almost gotcha type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love I love the lip readers out today because they yes they did go to OSU together. They're really yeah. good friends. Um, they hang out in the off season and everything like that. But watching Joe Burrow just there's a lot of things to point out from yesterday. That's what's so exciting. But that first drive, getting out of the sack. We talked about it um, on the podcast after the game, but it's just absolutely incredible. And it's it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, this drive, it's stalled. It's not going anywhere. They're going to punt the ball. But for Joe to not take his – he didn't take his eyes off T, found T, get the first down, gets out of a sack. And it just – it was one of the many things that you love about Joe Burrow, but it felt like a top five moment for me watching Joe Burrow play overall. Yeah, uh, maybe the best play of the – game for him i think the best throw was that one you talked about just outside the linebackers outstretched hand but in front of the safety hits boyd perfectly in the tightest of tight windows that's the best throw but i think the best play was probably that escape three people sack move the chains to t who also deserves credit for holding the ball out as he was going out of bounds to get that first down um because if that fell one yard short that would be devastating 